if there's something you really want to do, then you should go for it. I think no matter what, it's imbalanced for the most part. Although I complain about, you know, fitting everything into the nooks and crannies. I'm so happy. I love what I do. I can genuinely say that I love what I do. It takes a little bit more work, but I have friends that aren't happy and I'm just, I'm grateful that I get to do this every day and hang out with people like you. Welcome to the Living Your Balanced Life podcast. Anne and Courtney are passionate business owners and mothers who are here to help you transition into a career that allows you to work on your own terms and build your own balanced lifestyle. Whether you've already started your own business or are looking to create a path to get there, we're here to give you the resources, tools, encouragement, and community to support you along your journey. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Living Your Balanced Life podcast. It's Courtney Galster, and I'm here with my co-host, Ann Canoodala. And today we're joined by our special guest, who is also our photographer, Ashley Elwill. And um, if you have seen any of our social media, you've probably seen some of her work popping up here and there. And Ashley is a portrait and wedding photographer based out of the Twin Cities, local to us. She is a mom of two humans and one fur baby. And her husband still works a corporate career while she is working her own business. So welcome, Ashley. We're excited you're here. Thank you. I'm excited. We are too. I feel like this is a long time coming. Yeah, me too. I love your podcast. I've been listening. It's very Oh, thank you. Ashley, Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do in your business and how long you've been doing it? I uh, graduated in 2010. So I've been shooting, you know, as a freelancer for about 12 years, I kind of started assisting uh, other photographers. So I've done a ton of different things. You know, I've assisted higher end wedding photographers. I've traveled to Mexico to assist on like Miss USA shoots. I've dabbled in some things with a local photographer uh, for the Timberwolves. Um, I've done a lot of really fun things. My corporate job was when I worked at Target as a photo assistant um, kind of doing e-commerce assisting. And then uh, the last year-ish that I was there, I was shooting. And that's when I kind of realized that even though I was still a freelancer, I was working every single day. So I'd go and I'd work from like eight to five and then I'd come home, eat quick, and then I'd go and shoot like a family portrait or I'd do weddings on the weekend. So I was always working. Um, and then when I realized that wasn't a great fit for me, I kind of just quit and started doing families and weddings full time. I love it. And Ashley, I... I have to let all of our listeners know you've done our family photos and they are some of my favorite. Um, and so, you know, we go kind of way back and that's why, you know, when we started the podcast, I had reached out to Ashley to see if she would do our brand photography because, you know, I wanted to make sure when we were putting ourselves out there that we had photos of someone who knew what they were doing and could make us look good. <laughs> yeah. So we didn't like bootstrap it and do it ourselves. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) That is exactly what I'm saying, Courtney. (laughs) I'm the queen of the bootstrap, but I can't bootstrap that. I've tried to do photos. And that's, I think, one of the values of having brand photography when you're going to use that content somewhere, Um, not just necessarily for the sake of having it, but it's hard everybody's like, you read all these tutorials online and people are like, oh, you can prop your phone up like this and take photos of yourself working. And it's not the same. I mean, it's just not, and it's not affordable for everybody. And I totally get that, especially if you're just starting out, but for us, it was a necessity. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's, it is kind of, it's the same with branding, right? It's something that, yeah. Do you need it? No, absolutely. You can get by 
I had my business for four plus years before I had a website or branding photos. But I will say some of the first investments that I did were branding number one and brand photography number two, just because, you know, I think we live in such a visual world where people are drawn by those images. And yes, we can try to bootstrap it. But when you have a professional photographer who can really, you know, and like Ashley, you're so good at just bringing out that confidence in people and really making them feel comfortable. And so when you have someone who knows what they're doing, who can bring out that confidence in you, that shows in professional photos. And I think that's just, again, it brings your business to the next level. And gives you confidence in yourself. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So again, not a necessity, but it's something that's really going to hold high value when you're at a place where you can afford that. For sure. I also think it's really nice to just have one less thing to think about, right? When you're just starting and you have a million things to do. If you have like a dock of two to 500 photos even, and you can just dig into those and grab and your social posts are done for, you know, a whole year. That's, that's a big relief. Yeah. How does that work, Ashley? When you say you're doing like a brand photo shoot with someone, you know, is that pretty typical that you'll work with them and then provide them with a deck of like X amount of photos? And then that's what they do is they just go and use that for an entire year. Yeah, typically it kind of depends on the business. So like I've done a lot of work for Amy's cupcake shop and she is continually shooting. And now she actually has an awesome person, Jenny in-house who does most of their photos. But when we first started, we would just set up a shoot for like an entire day. And then her social media manager, Jenny would, um, you know, go in and organize the posts for, I'm assuming a week or two out. I guess I don't really know that, but when I do other shoots, like for you guys, it was just a quicker, you know, under an hour. So you'll have enough for a little while anyway, but typically about two hours is good. And then people can get about 200 photos and we can style and get, you know, images of like headshots and then images of what they do. So say they're a realtor, you know, with like some papers or at their computer, drinking coffee, things like that, just to show their environment. Yeah. I've referred you out to, um, you actually just did a, a client shoot for my agency, a client of my agency. And, you know, I, we use their photos on a lot of different content and the new photos that came in really demonstrated to me not to be like, oh my gosh, everything you do is amazing. Yeah, You do amazing work. You know, the, the photos that came back, the confidence that I felt through the screen and um, the personality that really came through. That's why personally, I'm a bigger fan depending on, it really depends on the business and it really depends on the client for what I would personally recommend. But for many of our clients that personality driven shoot where they're going to be able to interact with you and interact with each other. And it doesn't feel as staged can be really helpful for expanding what we're doing from them in a marketing sense. But, you know, sometimes it is, if it's a, if it's a more suit and tie business, sometimes it is just like the really professional headshots that they need. Absolutely. It really just depends. Yeah. And there's different packages. I mean, other photographers do it too, where it's like you can do a one-time one-hour thing or you can set up an entire year. So you're doing like quarterly shoots, um, which is nice too, because you can change your outfit mid-shoot and make it look like it's different times of the year, but it's nice to kind of have something to come back to. Let's talk about your business. How did you get into, how did you leave the, the nine to five and what did that look like for you? And how did you know it was time to kind of leap into your own business? 
Yeah. So I kind of touched on it before that, you know, when I left, I was already kind of shooting quite a bit. I'd shoot after work and then I'd shoot on weekends. So there just wasn't a lot of time for my husband at the time. I didn't have kids and my dogs, I had dogs and a cat. And (laughs) I just, I realized I had gotten to my, almost my highest point. I think I was shooting and I just wasn't really happy. It was very, you know, I really like people and it wasn't people, it was things. And I couldn't sit there all day and justify not feeding my soul a little bit more, I guess. So I sat down with my best friend who I happened to work with at the time. And we were like at the computer and I'm like, what if I just, cause you can't really quit. I wasn't an employee. I was a freelancer, but I was just there every day. You know how that goes. And I love to this day, there's still some of my best friends from there. So I loved that job. It was just not, not quite the right fit. So it was, you know, kind of hard to justify, but I actually decided I was going to have a dog walking business as like my backup in case anything happened with my photography. That's a great <laughs> idea. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. And I had like a business plan set out because I already had a photo one. So I kind of knew what to do already. And, you know, I was like, I'll walk your dog for whatever an hour. And I think I walked like one dog and then it's crazy because my business just took off. Once I made the time for it, it really, it, yeah, it took off. And that was, that was a good thing. Isn't that, I I feel like I've been seeing that conversation happening online a lot right now Mm -hmm. about, you know, you made that comment of you just didn't have time, but once you gave the time, your business flourished. And I think sometimes we get so stuck in what's comfortable, but when you leave the good, it makes room for the great. I'm totally stealing that from something I saw, I think on LinkedIn earlier this week, but you know, it's just, it's saying it's the whole concept of, you know, sometimes you just, you have to take that chance and you have to take that risk. And that's really what allows you to flourish. And I mean, yes, you don't always know that's going to be the end result, but when you give yourself the space, look what can happen. Absolutely. I think that's a huge privilege too, though, because at the time, you know, my husband had a stable job. Um, It's kind of, he's actually not corporate. He's a mechanic, but it's very stable. That's okay. (laughs) Sorry. Sometimes I say corporate and nine to five interchangeably. Oh, he'll love it. He'll listen to it and be like, oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) But um, he, you know, he's always been kind of our stable guy. So he's got that stable job and he's got our benefits and whatever. And So I guess in my life too, I've had nothing but support. So when I said that this is what I was going to do, I just couldn't quite justify keeping that corporate lifestyle. Then everybody was incredibly supportive. And so I had that and something to fall back on. But if you don't have somebody to fall back on to help you and support you, then it makes I think that's hard for people to imagine. And it's what usually when people leave the nine to five, they, in their married or in a serious relationship, they have that stability through one person's income and one person having those benefits. I do know a couple of people who left at the same time and that was a really big shock for them. And I think that's hard because you can't really understand how expensive some of that stuff is or what that looks like if you just don't know even to think about it there are solutions that you can find for those situations. Like I know one of our friends, they, they both 
left the corporate world and they moved out of state. They moved to a different state. It's not Liz who was on the show last week, but they had no idea how to get health insurance. They have four kids and they didn't know how to get health insurance on the open market in the middle of the year. And they figured it out and it wasn't the end of the world, but the sticker shock of the increasing cost going from an employer plan to a self-insured plan was pretty pretty high for them. And I think that, you know, taking that into account when you're thinking about making the leap is important because it is something that you need, especially if you have kids. Well, and something that we were talking about offline that I'd I'd love to talk about now, Ashley, is the unbalanced side of living a balanced life and how, you know, sometimes when you make this leap and you, you leave the nine to five, so you can have more flexibility. I know we've had guests, more than one guest, make this comment that they find themselves working more than when they were working at their nine to five. And so what does that look like for you now that you know you don't have kind of that steady freelancing gig with the corporate and now that you're doing photography? Because I know if you're doing brand photography, that's probably happening during the day. But if you're doing family photo shoots, which I know is your passion, that's nights and weekends. So how does that look like with a family and your kids? Right. Yeah. So when I left, I didn't have kids yet. But one of the biggest bonuses of having a photo business is that I work nights and weekends. So then during the day, I'm home with them. So now my oldest is in kindergarten, but I'm still home with my three-year-old. Um, and so it's just tricky. My husband works until four and then most days, especially in the spring, summer and fall, when he gets home, I give my kids kisses and then I exit immediately and drive to wherever I'm heading that day. So there's the shooting aspect, which is actually the smallest part of what I do because I still have to answer emails. I still have to send contracts. I still have to take care of quarterly taxes and yearly taxes and I still have to edit and then I have to send those galleries and I have to keep track of those galleries. And um, anyway, all of that adds up. So then I end up kind of fitting that into the cracks. So, you know, I get my kids to bed and then I work some more and then I wake up in the morning. Sometimes I beat them up and I can get a few things answered. Usually I can't beat them up because they're kids and they're crazy (laughs) so early, you know, and then I get my youngest on the bus or my oldest on the bus and then I'm home with my youngest and then. I answer a few emails while we eat breakfast and I'm like, sorry, buddy. And then we'll play a little bit. So I feel less guilty. And then maybe I'll turn on the TV for an hour so I can get a little done. So anyway, to answer your question, it just looks a little messy sometimes. Yeah. I think that's the case for everybody. I I think it's just, and if you're going to go into this and you've got kids that aren't in school yet, or if it's summertime, which we'll talk about in a separate episode, (laughs) um, you just figure it out and it's not it's not perfect. And sometimes no, if you're listening, you can't see what we look like right now, but, um, Ashley looks probably the most put together of all of us, but oh, you have to say that. <laughs> no, I don't. I haven't washed my hair in a week. So let's just be honest. Like sometimes things fall to the wayside when you're trying to make oh, it all work. Absolutely. Yeah. It's hard for our children to understand that it could look very different. Right. Um, so we have that guilt, like my kids are home today. It's raining outside. Uh, they were home yesterday. So, you know, they're like bugging me to play. And I'm like, hey, guys, and like mommy's got to work. And so you, we feel that guilt of like not being able to give them our full attention. But I think on the flip side, they could be in daycare 
you know, five days a week and and you wouldn't be seeing them then as well. And so, and while that works for some families and that's great, I think, you know, the people who kind of shift and are looking for this lifestyle, when you have young kids, you want that flexibility. You want to be able to be there with your kids. You just need to be intentional about that time. So same thing, if you're working a nine to five and you only get those couple hours a day with your kids, you know, you're really intentional about that evening time. I think it's like the same thing to be said. If we feel that guilt when they're home, like, well, they, they, the other option is they're not home with us. Right. And so it's finding kind of those, you know, trying to release some of that guilt of, you know, I'm, I'm doing the best I can um, and having that flexibility. It can be really stressful and you can end up working. It feels like you, you're working more, right? I constantly feel like I'm working longer days sometimes, but I think it's because kind of like you said, Ashley, like I'm working in all these little pockets. So like I'm working when I first get up and then I spend a little time with my kids and then I'm working when they're at school and then I spend some time with my kids, but then sometimes I go back to work at night, you know, so it's, I'm not necessarily working a full eight to 10 hour a day but I'm kind of constantly always working. So it's just being intentional with that time. Did you guys go to daycare as kids? I did. I did too. I did not. I always think of with my kids, like I went to daycare before school. I went to daycare after school. When I was old enough to stay home by myself, I put myself on the bus. I got myself home. I got my sister off the bus. Like I, I always think of it in terms of that. I was fine. You know, like I grew up, and I'm fine. I'm an adult and I'm functioning and doing things. And my kids are, I have kids and they're fine. But with my kids, like they don't know what that even means. They don't go to daycare. They've never really gone to daycare. I mean, we had them in part-time childcare when they were really little, but they don't know what that means today. And so they don't know any different other than to, for me to come and pick them up every day from school. They don't even ride the bus. So I think that sometimes it's easy to lose sight of the fact that you are doing things differently. You just can't be in two places at once. And personally, I have been trying to like not give myself a hard time about that because I do spend a lot more time with my kids on a daily basis than my own parents were able to spend with me. And, you know, it's not like my situation was bad as a kid. It was good it's different for my kids, but it's okay for them to play on their own. And it's okay for them to have time to, to explore and create and be creative without me being part of the conversation all the time. And I just try to remind myself of that because it is really easy to kind of trap yourself in that feeling of guilt all the time, because either you're giving up time to work, you're giving up time with your kids to work, or you're giving up time to work to be with your kids. And it's just it's a mindset that kind of beats you down. Yeah, for sure. I think for me, it's it's getting trickier as my kids get older because my daughter is gone all day and then yep. she gets home and then I say goodbye. And that's, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do as they kind of are in the, the school age. And, and for me, flexibility is tricky because when I do shoot, I have a lot of people relying on me. So mm-hmm. um, not that you guys don't, everybody does when they have a business, right? You always have somebody relying on you no matter what. But um when people, when you saw a photo shoot anyway, people, they've gotten things ready and they've gotten mentally prepared and they've arranged around it. And especially for weddings, you know, it's hard to miss those big family moments. So that's something I don't think, you know, I've been doing this since before I had kids, but it's not something I think I was mentally prepared for, but we'll see. 
How has your business changed since you had kids? Um, it's gotten incredibly busy, which is good. I think because once I had kids, I could relate with families more. Mm. Um, and so I just think overall it was, you know, started doing a better job with that. Otherwise it hasn't changed too much. I mean, I was, you know, I'm working kind of the same schedule. I guess I'm just not working during the day as much working nights a little bit more. Let's talk a little bit more, Ashley, about, you know, these brand, these branded photo shoots and how that looks like if you're a service-based business, right? So I think a lot of times when people think about brand photography, they think about like, oh, I have to have a product. And, you know, we were talking about flat lays or yes, if you're a product-based business, of course you have to have photos, right? Why would you need photos as a service-based business? And can't you just use stock photography? Well, you absolutely can. But I think for me, and Ashley, I'd love your professional opinion. For me, the reason why when I started investing in myself, I invested number one in my branding. Okay. So I decided to have a logo, color palette, a website, but also it was really, really important for me to have branded photos of myself. I wanted them in my home with my kids because I wanted people to know that when they were coming to work with me, this is who they got. It was this person. It was this relationship. And this is what it looks like. Sometimes my kids are around, sometimes they're not. Um, But I was really trying to set that tone for this is what my business looks like. So I'm curious, like as you work with people and you're talking about brand photography, you know, do you help pull that out of your clients, kind of how they want their photos to feel and, you know, kind of just going in line with like, you know, branding isn't just a logo and a color palette, but it's that emotion. It's that feeling that you want to put behind your brand. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, there's a few steps when you do book like a branding session. So right away we, you know, meet and talk about goals and what's important to you. And, you know, I try to learn a little bit more about the business. And then from there, when we meet, it's nice because, you know, a lot of times people have, they already have a social media feed. So I can, I can kind of look at that and get an idea on their goals. But yeah, I like to like, you know, most of the people I work with, I feel like are just happy, go lucky people that are just working really hard and want the best for themselves and their families. And so I I think we all connect on that level. And then I try to pull that out when I photograph by being incredibly goofy myself and making people laugh um, or, or be serious when they need to, you know, during those more detailed shots. But um, yeah, doing it that way is nice. Do you think that I'm asking you this because I personally think that like how you use photography has changed over the last decade. And when I first got into freelancing and then ultimately started my agency, we didn't really need the lifestyle photography. There was not that many people really even using stock photography at that time. So if you had some good stock photography, you could stand out. But it seems like that's really changed over the last especially the last five years and having that custom lifestyle, lifestyle slash work style, I guess, photography that is custom to you and really showcases how you work and who you are is a connection point for people across your presence. Do you think that that's changed? And that's why there's been like more of a rise in people wanting to bring you in for business shoots as opposed to just personal shoots? 
Absolutely. Well, I think Anne touched on that too, about how um, it's nice because people can look at your feed and they get to know you um, before you even meet. So, you know, like if I was to look at Anne's feed right now, I would see like, you know, someone that just seems kind and loving and that I'd want to be around. And that also has kids and, you know, all of those things that I, you know, so then you walk into the room and you're like, Oh, Hey, it's nice to meet you, but I already know you kind of. Yes. Um, And I think that's an important connection. Um, I keep bringing up Amy's cupcake shop, but I think they just do like such a good job with their social media and making sure people feel like they know them. Um, they use the images to kind of grab your attention, but then their words um, are what really pull people in, I think. But there's just such a need for social social media, Instagram, TikTok now, Facebook, all of those things. If you don't have that and you're not utilizing it in the best way possible, then you're really missing out on a way to market to your clients, I think. so. Well, I think we talked about that maybe in an earlier episode about how like the the business world in the world in general is just becoming so visual. Think about even when we grew up, there were maybe like a handful of photos of us as kids, right? We have like a photo book for like five years of our life. Whereas like I have like 500 pictures of my children from like two days. (laughs) I know it. (laughs) Right. So I think it's just, we've become such more with, the online world only growing larger. Think about um, if you are talking about a business and, or you hear about a business, what are the first things you're going to do? You're going to go online and you're going to see if they have a website or you're going to go try to find them on social media, like, because you want to get to know them. And that's not to say that you can't have a successful business without social media or without, you know, a website, but once you start those things, like that's really going to give your brand that next level. And people Mm -hmm. have certain expectations, what they see visually. And so if you have poor visuals, you know, unfortunately, I think that just, that can then hinder you in your business. Well, and it's like the new business card too. When you meet someone and you ask what they do, you can pull up, you know, Instagram and say, this is my little handle and they can get a really good idea within like a minute of, you know, your style and your personality. So speaking of like all these different ways where you can find people and see who they are using their photos, how do you guys use photos and branding? Because I know Anne is super creative with what she does. Yeah. Um, Probably more creative than I am with, (laughs) I mean, I use them in the traditional way, Yeah, but Anne has got some like unique ways that she uses them. So, you know, obviously they're on my website, they're in my social media feed, um, but I have like branded postcards. I'm a huge fan of snail mail. So I love sending people thank you cards or just little hellos. um, And those have my branded images on them as well. Mixed in with some of my branded photography or just, you know, my logos and my colors, but I have my brand photography on there, because again, it's coming from me and my brand is so personal. You know, I I know there's a lot of businesses out there where sometimes even if it's just one person, they want it to seem bigger. They want it to seem like there's more people like, you know, in an agency world. Um, But for me, if you work with me, you're working with me. Like there's no one else behind the scenes. So I really want them to feel that And so that's different touch points that I use with my branded photography. Have you seen people use um, in like unique or maybe less thought of ways, Ashley? 
Unique in what? Okay. Like less thought of ways. You know, I think everybody knows you you use it on your website, you use it on your social, you know, you could even use it on a business card. That's maybe one of those ways that you can utilize your photo in a way that's, you know, and I'm not talking about like a teeny tiny headshot. I mean, like maybe the whole back of your business card is one of the photos from your shoot. But are there other ways that you've noticed that people have used their photos that stand out to you? Um, I can't think of anything specifically other than actually printing them and having them up, you know, um, in like Amy's again, she uses her images on everything she does from, uh, you know, she's got them on her walls and she has a brochure of her products and things like that. So that actually makes me think of other ways that I use my branded photography. Uh, when you said brochures, Ashley, because I actually use them in like my different my different pitch decks. Mm -hmm. So if I'm working with like a prospect client, um, or just when I'm working with my clients in general, I have different marketing tools and different decks that I kind of go through my program with. And I use my branded photography in that I've seen people use branded photography in their email signatures. So even if it's just like a great headshot, but having that in your email signature. So again, it just really personalizes things and it pulls out like Hey, I'm not just talking to a name, but I'm talking to this person. And I think when you add those images, again, it just helps pull in the person that you're working and connecting with, right? So it's just enhancing that relationship and it's that personal touch. For sure. I think headshots are invaluable now too, because of, you know, they're used for everything, LinkedIn, Gmail. If you do not have a updated LinkedIn photo, by the way, like... (laughs) That is where you need to start because it is a credibility booster. I mean, you may or may not need the lifestyle photos. You need a good headshot because people are going to judge you and decide to work with you based on your headshot. And I'm not kidding. It sounds so superficial, but it is so true. I I agree with that. Also, like the about me page on your website, you know, a lot of times people don't utilize that to the best of, you know, its ability. It can be like a personal family photo or something like that. So people can really get to know you. Yeah. Do you work with a lot of clients on both sides on like the business side and the personal side? I do. I would say just like with Anne, we met because of family photos, but then um, once we click, then we do some business photos too. But I like that your business is relationship focused. Yeah. I, like I mean, that. I think just, you know, like sometimes people don't think of that with photography businesses that it can be really relationship driven because there is a lot of repeatability with future shoots or family shoots or crossing over, you know, with what you have going on. And there's a lot of opportunity there. I mean, I think in every business, there's opportunity to build off of relationships. And I'm sure a lot of your business comes from referrals too. Absolutely. Yeah. Just word of mouth, you know, something too, style is really important. So photographers all shoot differently. Some shoot light and bright, some are darker, um, there's different moods. So that's something to think about too, when booking a photographer, like what, what's the the vibe that you're going for? Um, I have a lighter and brighter style. I like things to be a little more classic and traditional um, and timeless, but not that other styles aren't that way, but you know, when you're looking, make sure you're looking at all of, all of the photos because that's really important. Yeah. I love that. I do love how bright your photos are, Ashley. And I think personality is another really important thing when looking for a photographer. I can speak from experience with my husband. We have Ashley, you and one other photographer that we hands down will only use because we've had those photographers where it's like, okay, 
I can't smile for you. Like, you know, I think it's like (laughs) the personality has to click because what I love about you, Ashley, is you just really make sure to make people feel comfortable and welcome. I am not a person who loves my photo taken. Like I could, I am not a model. Um, it just, I always get really awkward in front of the camera. And so you always make me feel really relaxed and you get that natural smile out of me. And I think that's really hard to do. I think that it's important to have that personality as well, where you can make people feel comfortable while you have a camera in their face. Thank you. I appreciate that. So do I. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think this has been just a really good deep dive. Is there anything that you're really working towards in balance or any like parting words on living a balanced life that you want to share with our audience? Oh, that could take all day. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, I think if there's something you really want to do, then you should go for it. I think no matter what it's imbalanced for the most part, although I complain about you know, fitting everything into the nooks and crannies. I'm so happy. I love what I do. I can genuinely say that I love what I do. It takes a little bit more work, but I have friends that aren't happy. Um, and I'm just, I'm grateful that I get to do this every day and hang out with people like you. (laughs) I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This was a great conversation and, uh, we can't wait to share it. Thank you. Yeah. Until next time. Thanks for joining us. We'd love to have you connect with us on Instagram and LinkedIn. Check out the show notes for our links and be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And if you liked today's show, we'd greatly appreciate a review. See you next week.